cue fake podcast music. Da 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 da. Dun 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 dun. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Michigan. Another mayhem. The show about Michigan murder mysteries, histories, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. All right, Jen. What you got? I have the murder of Sergeant Tyrone Hassel, H A S S E L the third, age twenty three, in Saint Joseph Township, Michigan. Ooh, I have an article I refer to as strange states, and I tell you weird stuff that happened in other states. I want to show that not Michigan has some fucked up stuff, but so do the <laughs> other states. Okay, as a country, we've got problems. <laughs> Florida being one of them. Okay. On here, there's two Louisiana stories. I'm like, apparently, I write on there, apparently Louisiana's trying to give Florida a run for the money. Wow. <laughs> trying to show they crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go first since my stuff is not quite as dire. Nobody gets murdered. Oh, well, I mean, it's a light, little light murder. Okay, light murder. <laughs> yeah. Tyrone was married to... Oh, wait. That reminds me of Princess oh. Bride. When it says, like, is he dead? He's mostly dead. Mostly dead. Mostly dead. True love. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, sorry, go ahead. Ty- Tyrone was married to Kem- Kemia? K-E-M-I-A. K-E-M-I-A. Kemia? Kemia. Kemia Hassel. Okay. Tyrone was an active duty soldier at Fort Stewart in Georgia. His wife, Kemia, was having an affair with another active duty soldier, Jeremy. I don't know. C U E L L A R. C U L L. Color? C U E L L A R. Cooler? Cooler. Okay. On December 31st, 2018, Tyrone was shot multiple times in front of his father's home. Oh, shit. Yep. It was believed Camilla and Jeremy planned the killing of Tyrone to obtain his army death benefits. Are they that fucking wonderful? Uh, I guess. I didn't, I don't want to assume that army death benefits would be that great. That you're willing to cap somebody. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Or my husband needs to join the army. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) On January 11th, 2019, Camilla took a polygraph and failed. Camilla ultimately admitted to the planned murder. Between December 19th and the 31st, the two of them planned the murder and actually used Snapchat to communicate. What? Yep. So it's not just to send booby pics to people? No. Okay. Jeremy attempted to kill Tyrone, but there were people with him. Okay. And Camilla stated she felt he was trying to back out of murdering him and then demanded... That he carried out the murder. Oh, shit. So she wasn't like a passive observer Mm -hmm, or anything. Oh, shit. She did not want to return to Georgia with Tyrone. And she was not happy that with them going back to Georgia, his sister was going to be moving in with them. So she didn't like that. And I guess there was another station he had where, where they lived there and his brother lived with him and that didn't go well or something okay i get it both were charged with first degree murder and jeremy was also charged with felony firearms wow the major pieces of evidence was a jail call to her mother admitting to the murder Ooh, and snapchat messages between her and jeremy 
Okay, so, so people think it disappears forever, but you just can't see it on Snapchat again. Snapchat admins can see it. Yep, Snapchat <laughs> is traceable. Yes. Um, and so I said, I said, just get a divorce for goodness sake. I know. I'm <laughs> like, why you guys go through all this shit? Why can't you just divorce somebody? The benefits can't be that fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. On August 2019, she was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Jeremy had pleaded guilty of second-degree murder on July 2019. Prosecution or prosecutors recommended a sentence of 65 years. Wow. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Okay, I have some weirder stuff that's like basically humans are dumb or we're weird or we're dumb. Or what? <laughs> or, Just the what the or heck. Or dumb. <laughs> okay. So the first one is Louisiana. I like to start off with Louisiana. I think I also end with Louisiana. Louisiana really is like, no, Florida's crazy. Hold my beer. You know uh-huh. what I'm so on Thursday, September 9th, 2019, at the tri- Tiger Truck Stop in Louisiana, a camel named Casper, a couple, and their dog got into a scuffle. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Yeah. Did you just say a camel? A camel. Okay. Okay. Okay, go on. Just wait. To, just wait. The camel has to do a few things. Just wait. Okay. I, at one point, I'm like, is the camel okay? <laughs> According to the Iberville Parish Sheriff's Office, a truck driver and her husband stopped to allow their deaf dog out of the truck. And the husband began tossing treats into Casper the camel's enclosure to give him snacks. So the deaf dog crawls under the fence to get to the food, right? Mm-hmm. When the dog didn't respond to his owner's commands to leave the pen, the couple entered the fenced-in area, even though it has a no trespassing sign. Mm-hmm. So but now they got to get their dog. The dog, the camel, now the two people are all in the camel's area, right? So once in the enclosure, the couple admitted that they, quote, swatted at Casper while retrieving their dog. And this agitates the camel, and this causes the agitated animal to sit on the woman who bent over to get her dog. So he, she bends <laughs> over to get the dog, and the camel's like, fuck you, and sits on her, right? So trapped under the camel, she bit Casper on the testicles and what she believed was self-defense. And after examination, the oral attack didn't seem to have created permanent damage on Casper's dangly bits. So he's okay. But the woman was taken to the hospital for unknown injuries, maybe the getting the sat upon. The truck driver and her husband were given citations for leash law violations and trespassing because wow. it said no trespassing mm-hmm. in his... Yep. <laughs> okay. Louisiana. Yeah. What about the camel's balls? <laughs> so Oregon is my next one. And I wrote, okay, so in the 1980s, I, Allie, I was lightly traumatized <laughs> and completely confounded when I found out what is being referred to as, quote, cattle mutilations, end quote. There had been a cattle mutilation in which a bovine was found completely drained of blood no evidence of animal attacks or other wounds, and one of its udders had been removed with a sharp instrument. And it happened in Pendleton, Oregon, and the, at the Anderson's Ranch in the mountains, and the cow had been killed overnight, and there's, like, no tracks leading to or from it. Just, just blood's gone. Blood's completely gone and surgical removal. Okay. In 2017, in Princeton, Oregon, Andy Davis and her husband found one of their cows in a field cut up and emptied of blood. They circled around the car- the carcass in concentric circles looking for tracks um, to or from the animal to get an idea about who did this. And they were not able to find any clue in the dirt around the cow. And there were no tracks of people or animals around the dead and drained animal. So there's no tracks around it. Hmm. 
In early October 2019, five bulls were found dead on their ranch's range in eastern Oregon. All five had died overnight, been drained of blood, and had their tongues and genitals surgically removed. There had been a, they had been purebred worth about $6,000 each. The U.S. Forest Service is aware of the mutilations, and they're investigating the case. So since the hmm. 80s, it's been happening. Wow. Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to sneak my mom's romance books and at one point I was reading one of them and they brought up the cattle mutilations and I was like, don't do it. We don't know what it is. I thought it was aliens. <laughs> so now I'm going to talk about Idaho. And so in 1930, I tried to tell my dad, my dad's like, it's not real. I had to show him like, it is real, dad. <laughs> in 1939, the Ohio, I, I'm sorry, I said Ohio, but I meant Because Idaho. you love Ohio? Okay, go on. No. <laughs> The Idaho Interior Department began trapping beavers and releasing them in areas in which the land had been eroded by water. And the beavers would then build their dams, which helped with the silt um, buildup, and it slows erosion. Mm -hmm. So by 1941, the stories of the work of beavers in Idaho had gone national when they managed to stabilize the water supply in Salmon, Idaho. Now, it's spelled salmon like the fish, so I hope I don't pronounce the L. (laughs) The beavers saved the town the cost of a dam with the interior department declaring that the worth of a beaver's work is about $300. That's in 1940s money. So around 1950, that's 10 years later, they have have issues with the beaver populations being in dense clusters, Mm -hmm. leaving other areas without their help. So Idaho's government decided the solution was to pack mating pairs of beavers into boxes and parachute them into their new home range. Like throw them off a plane and have them parachute in in this (laughs) box. Yeah. So there's available, there's videos available on YouTube. I do have one in the show notes of the phenomenon. And you will, we also have one in our continuing conversation that I'm going to show you guys. You can see the men loading beavers in the boxes and then parachuting them into the woods. And from what I can see, no beavers were hurt while moving. So the box breaks breaks open, open, I think. Yeah. I wrote side night, side note, the same voiceover guy that has been in every school video since the conception of school videos is in this one. (laughs) (laughs) So next I have Kansas. An unidentified 24-year-old man in Kansas ended up in the emergency room. He was possibly under the influence of drugs, had a head wound, and had the blood alcohol level of 0.35, which is medically dangerous. When police found him, he was in public having sex with the tailpipe of a car. Mm -hmm. Unaware of the officers around him demanding that he stop, they had to taser him to get him to stop fucking the tailpipe. And he's now recovering in the hospital. <laughs> They're like, sir, please yeah, stop having sex with the car. Sir, stop thrusting into the tailpipe, sir. All right, Bob, get the taser. Oh, my God. Was it his car? No. <laughs> so my next one is New Jersey. The classic 1980 horror movie Friday the 13th was filmed in Warren County, New Jersey, with a portion being filmed specifically in Blairstown. The city likes to celebrate their nor 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 what's to say the word notoriety notoriety Notor, notoriety. Damn it, I know that word, but it is not coming out. <laughs> notoriety. There we go. Every time the thirteenth of the month lands on a Friday, someone dresses as the movie slasher Jason Voorhees and roams the town looking for victims. Tourists <laughs> arrive to visit and take photos of the different filming locations of the movie. And at the end of the night, the town plays the movie at Roy's Hall, a building which, which can be seen in the movie. 
So you can see Roy's mm-hmm. Hall a lot in the movie, and then they play the movie. When town landmarks, including Roy's Hall, appear in the movie, the audience cheers and makes noise. They're like, whoa, every time you see a spot from the town. Okay. All right. Louisiana. I wrote, Louisiana, a challenge to Florida. <laughs> and that's really hard to do. That is so If you are <laughs> fucking with Florida, you, there is you're so, tough, man. Yeah, anytime you Google anything, murder anything, it's Florida, 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 and a little bit more Florida. Okay, I admit to then watching this Florida video, and I, I did not know if that guy was speaking English. He was like, hey, 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 I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll read the article. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a man in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, named William Bottoms Jr., who was on trial for a double murder that occurred in 2017. Megan Gaylord, who was William's girlfriend at the time of the murders, was a witness. She claims that the two men who were shot to death, Muhammad Hussein, 29, and Dedrick Williams, 23, were with her and Williams doing drugs. So everybody's doing drugs. Everybody's doing drugs. William becomes paranoid, kills them, and then leaves their bodies to be discovered in an abandoned vehicle that was parked out in the field. Okay. Yeah. Now, William is the problem. He's expressing concern that he won't get a fair trial due to his extensive face tattoos. Follow the fucking link, people. It is extensive. <laughs> I tried to do some of the things that I think his I've face. seen him. Okay. Yeah. Some of the things were, um, he has devil horns, mm-hmm. flames, a dead smiley face, you know, with the, like the X's for eyes, and a lot of, lot of ink. And um, he has also a skull face tattooed on his face. Like, over his face, like his face for the skull. Mm-hmm. And he, potential jurors were questioned whether or not William's tattoos would sway their opinion of him. And they said no. And he was found guilty. <laughs> but it's because he was guilty. But William's twin brother, who had some matching face tattoos with William, was killed in April of 2019 by police while they were attempting to arrest him as a felon in possession of a gun. Wow. But yeah, follow the link. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> As someone who has multiple tattoos, and I do have a lot, they're not on my face, and it's not like that. FYI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that face tattoos are wrong. If you have one, that's cool. But just so you know. I would have had my lawyer get me that fancy makeup and put it on my face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah. I'd be like, buy me this makeup. They do make actually makeup specific for covering mm-hmm. up tattoos. Yeah. I told my daughter, so when, my, when Ariana turned 18 this year, I took her to get a tattoo, and I got a couple more tattoos. But I was like, put it somewhere that, you know, if you want to be a professional, you don't have to worry about having it covered all the time. Because my sister Cassie, I think she was teaching with another teacher or something. He had full sleeves, and he had, or maybe it was Ariana, and he had to wear, <coughs> pardon me, long sleeve shirts, and then like a thick watch band to cover all his tattoos. Mm. I now have tattoos on my forearm, so I was like, I have to wear a three-four sleeve if I ever do anything professional. But I was just like, put it somewhere you don't, you know, you don't have to hide it all the time, so it's on her ribs. I'm fine with that. All right. You have no tattoos, right? No, I'm not sticking no needle in me, no. My no, mom no. gave me such shit when I got my first tattoo at 19. She's like, Allie, what if you can't find a job now? I'm like, it's underneath my underwear. It's on my hip. If my job involves taking off my underwear and people <laughs> see my tattoo... I don't think the tattoo's a detriment. <laughs> yeah, right? I um, I cried like a baby when I got my ears pierced. Then okay. I got my son's ear pierced uh-huh. and decided I would get mine done, and he had to hold my hand, and I cried for that. So there's uh, no getting a tattoo for this woman. Okay. No. I have several several tattoos, and my mom, who years ago has her own tattoos. Mm. First she got one on her foot, and then her and her sister got tattooed at the same time with the sister's tattoo. Holding each other's hand, like, what the freaking <laughs> girl, like, crying. Oh, the sister's like, yeah. 
<laughs> I wouldn't even be able to get through it. You've been listening to Michigan Another Mayhem with Allie and Jen. Connect with us at michiganothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access show notes, find site links, or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and YouTube. Bye-bye now.